Hey Warriors, and welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. I really hope you guys are having a great week. I know last week was Holy Week, and a lot of people have a lot of church events and activities, and so I just want to wish you guys today a happy Resurrection Day. I prefer that over using the word Easter, but I get why people use Easter. Um, we make this a special time. We make this a special day. I mean, I've been in churches where they do events and activities. I've seen them do plays. I've seen them do the Seder meal. I don't know if you guys have, you know, your church does that or if you've done it yourself somewhere. Um, those are pretty cool. And, you know, it's really inventive. But the one thing I always like to point out is that we can't just make Easter being the only important day. You know, it's always bothered me that we spend so much time money effort to try to make the best looking easter event for easter sunday but we treat a lot of other days especially like the lord's table when the lord's table <clears throat> is the d d definition and definement of what christ asked to do which is to remember him always when we do the lord's table and i always felt that when we do the lord's table it should be treated like if it was easter like if they're if you want to make it more special or you know that the emphasis should be be, be around the, the lord's table and understanding what he did for us you know easter is great in itself because it's the day that he resurrected and that's very important but we can't treat other areas of our christian walk as less it's just a thought that just been on my mind for a few years but anyway so a little update um, we're still looking for a place. So there's been a few houses that we've really liked and we've been trying to get information from the people, but I don't know if you guys have been having this type of problem, but you're, I'm not getting information. Like they're not responding. I've even left like phone calls and not getting responses. It's just really weird. So I don't know if it's just a delay because God has something else or if it's just enemy or, you know, or if it's just, you know, human error, you know, human issue. They'll keep praying for us. I mean, it's just been kind of frustrating because it's like these houses would be a good fit and we want it to be a place that, you know, is welcoming for even if it is for rent, but be welcoming, especially getting started as a church. Um, <laughs> Friday, or was it Thursday? I think it was Thursday afternoon. My wife and I were about to go uh, get groceries, I believe, and the car wouldn't start. So... I've had to borrow my mom's car for the time being until I, I can get it fixed. So that was a very annoying situation. Um, I don't know what God's doing with that. Uh, it's just maybe there was something more wrong with it. So far, I think it's just something minor. So, you know, you can pray over that. Uh, like I said, I am still like looking for a truck too. Like I really would love to get a newer truck. But man, I don't know if you guys have been looking at the prices lately. But... When I was looking at trucks, I'm like, I like, I have about ten, eleven thousand dollars put aside towards, you know, getting something, and the only thing I could find is anything that's above like 150,000 miles on it, and it has to be before 2010. So like, it's crazy how expensive it is right now. So if you want to pray that maybe an open door for a truck can come, or you know, just keeping our car, you know, steady until I can get you know, more of what I'm looking for, for a truck, especially after we move. But anyway, you know, we're talking about today, um, basically it's about Easter, happy, you know, resurrection day. And, and it's, it's a little bit different perspective of it for me. You know, the one thing I always like to do is do something a little bit different than what most places are going to focus on. You know, churches are going to be focusing on 
the actual story of the resurrection. But I wanted to focus more on the reason for why Jesus had to do everything that just happened from last Sunday up to this point. You know, we talked about the fact that, you know, we've talked about sin in the past, but, you know, have you ever asked yourself the question, why did Jesus have to die? Now, why, why couldn't God just save us? Why couldn't God just speak out and say, hey, all of you are saved now? And I'm not going to get in this, like, theological debate of information, but it's something interesting that, we you know, we've mentioned. You know, sin enters the world, sin separates us from God. And we talked about, I think it was either last week or a couple weeks ago. Okay, get, you know, get that remembrance coming. So if we're separated from God because of sin, that means that we can't stand before God in our current state. And I'm not talking about saved state, but human state, being born into sin. We alone, without Jesus, could not stand before the Lord. He is holy, 100% holy, means that sin can't be in his presence. So it's very interesting how, you know, we talk about the gospel and the power and the capability that it is in itself, you know, that God sent his son to die on the cross for all of us. So that's that's amazing. You know, we love John three sixteen, and we, we teach our kids that, but we kind of forget to read the rest of the section so, we have, so they can have a better understanding of what that really means. So we're going to start off like in... John three seventeen it says, God sent his son in the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. Anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light. For their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. And I think this is a very beautiful picture of understanding the gospel message. See, the idea is we have in our culture two different things going on with Christian culture. We have uh, Jesus loves everybody and loves where you're at and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then you have the other people that, you know, want to believe that, you know, he came to judge, blah, blah, blah. So we have these two views that are kind of getting thrown around. Well, the main issue is looking at this is that we have already been judged. Sin, sin in us alone. If you only sinned once, you are judged for that sin. And that sin is death. That's the consequence for it. So the fact that God sent his son to die for us is the beautiful picture of understanding why we have to accept him as our savior so that we are no longer judged for our sins as we should be judged, which is grace. Understand that grace is being told basically you're forgiven when you don't deserve it. It's a very interesting concept. We, we don't, I, I would have to say humans don't really use grace very well. Especially when someone hurts us, we kind of don't just forgive them and like don't hold it against them. We what we do is we kind of forgive and then we kind of hold it against them later on when we need to. And there's a difference between understanding that there is consequences for sin versus using as a tool to hurt somebody for what they've done. 
Now, I've seen it and I've heard it in TV shows and movies and, and like you're still holding that against me. You know, I told you I was sorry and we're and now we're always so sympathetic to the person that was hurt the most. But what we forget understanding is that they're still using that person's past as a tool to control them. My throat's a little dry today. So we need to be careful and understanding you know, grace is what this is stating, that the judgment is based on this fact, God's light, right? We believe in Jesus. It says he has already been judged for not believing in God's in one only. So you understand that we don't believe in Jesus. We're going to be judged for our sins. Because verse 18 says there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him and him is Jesus. So what I want to clarify, it does not give us the right to act in any way that we want and do whatever we want because we are forgiven. Because that is another thing that kind of gets thrown in there in our Christian culture a lot. It may not be word for word like that, but when we don't confront people on their sin, it's kind of like if you ever heard the statement where your silence is basically just as your silence is basically agreeing with what's going on because you're not willing to say anything. So the idea is that if you know somebody, especially if it's someone that's close to you, family, parents, you know, sister, brother, best friend, friends, men that you, you or women that you've been you know, around and you know them and you are seeing that they're doing something and they're putting themselves in a situation and you're basically supporting their view now, they decide to go join a, another group, a cult group, a, another uh, like religion, and you and you know that they were going to church and they love Jesus and they were on and suddenly like something bad happened and you just sit there and you support where they're going without actually confronting them about it. You're not helping them. It's the same thing if you see them doing sins and you don't confront them about it. You're not helping them. And it's interesting because the word judge gets kind of thrown around too much. I know mean, we talked about it last time. You know, we as Christians with other brothers and sisters in Christ, we are allowed to confront people in this, in our belief that believe in Jesus, who are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are allowed to confront them about issues. But you also got to remember, if you're going to do that, that if something happens to you, you could be in the same boat of having people come to you, confronting you. So if you're willing, if you're willing to like, you know, dish out the judgment call on people, you need to be willing to also expect it to come back at you. Because if you do something wrong, people are going to come at you with the same type of level. That's why it's very important how you go and approach people and how loving you are and how respectful you are. And, you know, you do it in the right manner with, you know, the grace of God and with a, with the, you know, that you're doing it in love. You won't get the same if you went after them hardcore, because that's how they're going to treat you back basically. But anyway, moving on for that, it makes me think about the beauty of what Christ has done. You know, that he defeated sin by dying on the cross. Well, 
I should say he defeated the penalty of sin because he was the ultimate sacrifice. He defeated sin today in Resurrection Day because he defeated sin and death because he rose again on the third day. You see, by him being the ultimate sacrifice and by him raising on the third day, he overcame the punishment that was meant for all of us to have. That's why it's super important to understand the importance of Easter or Resurrection Day. Why Jesus died. He died to basically break the consequence of what sin would do for all of us if he didn't. By him dying with all of our sins, by him understanding death, and then on the third day resurrecting from the dead it's super vital because that defeats the consequence that would be meant for us understand that statement now people are probably wondering you know why the third day why three days why not the next day why not you know a week down the road well reality is jesus was still in a human body thirdly threes is a big deal with you know it seems to be a big deal in scripture you know if you ever want to do a study on that you should it's pretty interesting but the main thing is that in cultural rules someone would you basically you you put the body in a a grave site or um kind of you put it in this tomb first is usually how they would do it because sometimes since they don't have the same technology like we have today someone may be considered dead they're put in there and they suddenly they're like a day or so later it's usually two days is, is kind of the point they're they're they they're alive still and you can imagine if they buried them you know buried him like we've had you know there's some scary stories out there about people who've been buried alive because they thought they were dead so one of the things they used to do in the old times you know in like european time frame um they would put bell they would tie a string on the, on the body and put a bell at the end like up top so that if someone was still alive they can ring the bell and people would know and they'd take you know take him out of the the grave because since they didn't have the technology like we have today, but even today that can possibly happen. Someone res, you know, waking from death, you know, a day later. But anyway, so the idea was to, for certainty, three days was always the mark when they were allowed to go back to the body and they were allowed to wrap it up and get it ready to be put into burial. So on the third day, that when Mary. And Martha and all of them, you know, they had prepared for his body with, you know, wrapping. And when Mary went to go see him, they were planning on wrapping him because it was day three. So when she got there, the tomb was open and the angel's telling her, hey, he's not here. What are you doing here? Go tell others. And everybody else, you know, she told them they came back. See, the third day was very important because it identified that he was risen for one, two, that there's no way he could be alive after day two into three. So day three was very vital that day three, him being dead from one and two, him raising on the third day was powerful. So that being said, it's very interesting to understand like 
the power that sin has in us. You know, I often think about, you know, zombie stories. We know we look at zombie stories and we hear, you know, people coming from the dead and they're looking for brains and looking for energy. And the thing is that, like, even if you watch Walking Dead, you understand that they're trying to get something that's in the human body to keep them moving. So as times go and throughout the seasons, you see how zombies got thinner and thinner and thinner as, you know, less and less capability of getting, you know, food, more people turning to zombies. So you got all this problems going on that way. <clears throat> and you basically, it's, it's kind of the image of what sin does to us if we don't know Jesus. When we stay in sin, we don't realize we're walking around like zombies who are basically already dead. Like our consequences for sin is death and an eternal death forever from God. And it's a destruction. So we walk around thinking we're okay when in reality we're zombies. Because when we are not following the Lord, we are following the world. And we see what happens when the world gets around ideas and how destructive it can be. So I want you to think about that as we take a quick break and then I'll jump right back in. See you in a moment. Hey guys, welcome back. I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed the commercial that you probably heard a billion times now. But anyway, so the idea is that, you know, we as zombies, you know, we, we wander around not knowing who Jesus is. So we, we're starving and hungry for something. We need something to fulfill. So we chase after the world. We ch- chase after delights. We chase after fulfillment that this world has to offer. And then until we find Jesus, all we know is what the enslavement has put, placed us in. So the desires of this world. You see, it's very interesting because the way we have to look and understand is what happens with us because we accept Christ. So if we go to Romans 6, you know, like the title of my thing says, Sin's power is broken. But if you go to Romans 6, start at verse 5, it says, we, So since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. So when we accepted Christ... We're no longer in enslavement to sin. And we died with Christ. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. And you understand, it says, when he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin and alive to to God through Jesus Christ. And then right after that, it's very interesting because that's very powerful. You know, if you guys want to memorize some, memorize that. You know, if you want to just repeat that, meditate on it, meditate on that. 
Verse 12 then also says, Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give it, give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your holy body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the inquirement of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of grace. So you got to understand, this is why Jesus had to die. Because if he didn't, our enslavement is to sin. Now, Jesus was loved and cherished by so many people before all this. And then all the stuff that happened to get to this point, the Lord's table, Judas walking away and being possessed by Satan himself and then betraying Jesus. And then suddenly Jesus is standing before everyone and he's being judged by his, by Israel that, you know, he's a heretic, he's hated and false witnesses and people just, I mean, it just went down really quick to the point where, you know, if we remember, he did pray and ask God to let this pass by. But this is God's plan for all this. And he was willing to take on what it meant to die for all of us. He chose it. You guys understand that on that cross, he could have called angels at any time to just pull him off. He didn't have to do this, but he did it because he loved us so much that he didn't want his creation, those that he loves, to perish. Because he knew if he didn't complete this, this promise to be able to be fulfilled as the ultimate sacrifice, as the Lamb of God, as the one who will break sin. Because you remember... He didn't know sin, even though he was born into sin. I understand that. He he defeated everything that we go through on a daily basis and was even tempted. But he understood truth. He understood how to be holy and godly because he's the son of God and he's also God as man. So now we have him going all the way up to this point. He's on the cross. He dies. You know, one of the cool things is if you look over in the Old Testament, if you guys want to do another study, look, you know, you can do a study on basically the, the promise of the Messiah. You can look up stuff about, you know, the prophesying of Jesus' coming. And there's one thing in there that's very interesting that always fascinated me is that if you learn anything about crucifixion, that a lot of times people, they're dying because of suffoc, you know, they can't breathe, suffocation. And the one thing they would do is that they would actually break people's legs or knee, like around the knee area, so that they can't push up anymore and try to breathe and let them and force them to die. And Jesus did not have uh, his legs broken. And that was actually promised in the Old Testament. And the reason why I'm not giving you direction is because I want you to go look it up and learn. Okay. That was fulfilled. And then he was taken from the cross, placed in a tomb. Everybody's crying and sad and mourning. And that's why Good Friday is such an, ama you know, an amazing time because it's called Good Friday because we know what's going to happen in three days. 
but you know it's supposed to be solemn and sad and down and everybody's crying you know all the disciples just don't know what to do they're planning on running away and scattering and then three days later boom promise is fulfilled satan lost every capability thinking he finally won and then sin and death is defeated and now we have our savior who is risen again he is no longer dead He's no longer in, in in the grave. He is alive. And we can be absolutely grateful in understanding how beautiful this imagery is about what Christ has done for us. You know, one of the things that we go through on a daily basis is trying to understand why we go through what we go through. And we got to understand, guys, that, you know, we are not Jesus, but we know who Jesus is. He's our savior and we we can count on him. But we're going to struggle with sin. We're going to struggle with life. We're going to have hard times. We're going to have good times. We're going to have blessings. We're going to have amazing things that could possibly happen. But there still could be a time where we might die. There may be a time where we're here and Christ returns. But that sin or that death has no power anymore because sin doesn't have any power over us anymore. You know, I always think about that phrasing that we always hear all the time. And it's in 1 Corinthians 15, 54. It says, then when our dying bodies have been transformed into the bodies that will, that will never die, the scripture will be fulfilled. Oh, death. Swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where, or sorry, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, that's the beauty of understanding what it means to be a Christian, that we understand that we are no longer enslaved to sin's power and capability for absolute death separation from god and the thing is what's amazing about this picture as well is that sins lost its power understand lost its power it doesn't mean we won't make mistakes doesn't mean we won't fail doesn't mean that we won't fall apart doesn't mean that we're going to have a hard time doesn't mean that we won't have get depressed it doesn't mean that things could get really bad doesn't mean that we won't lose family members it doesn't mean that's the thing it's like we're still going to be affected by what this world has but we can stand here in confidence and understanding and knowing that there's going to be a day that we'll be able to be in heaven with our lord jesus christ There'll be a day that there will be no death. There'll be no sadness. There will be no illness. There will be no worrisome about life because it'll be fulfilled that we'll be with Christ. You know, if you read further up on 1 Corinthians 15, it's actually talking about the end times and the trumpet will sound. and, and, And it's just like, it's a really interesting picture and beauty of what's coming for us. But I need you guys to understand that Easter is an Easter resurrection day. However you want to look at it is very vital to understanding our faith. 
And you need to understand it. It's not about the bunny rabbits. It's not about the eggs. Not about the candy. It's not about dressing up super nice. It's not about um, everything else that people are doing, all the events and activities. Because even though that's kind of fun and nice in itself for doing those events, I still have issue with the idea of um, doing egg hunts and, and getting candy in egg hunts with bunny rabbits and stuff like that. Because there is a connection to paganism from that and that's where the, the catholic church went trying to counter that created this special holy day for easter to try to you know move away from the pagan concepts and I, i'm gonna be careful saying but um it's really hard because i see on Facebook, I see other people, and they talk about how cute it is to see their kids all dressed up, and how cute it is that and they have candy, and they have all these setups, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, but that's not what Easter or Resurrection Day is all about. It's about what happened. Jesus rose again on the third day. The emphasis should be on that. I mean, I know it's not as exciting and as fun and as cute. But that's what it's about. Now we have to remember that today is very vital and important to understanding who our faith. And if unsaved people are coming to our churches or seeing us and how we act, they're going to be a little bit confused. And it's it just feels like another holiday when it actually should be all about what Jesus has done. And that he defeated death and that that sin has no more sting on us anymore. And like, it should be that exciting for that. And that's why even the Lord's table, when we do it, should have that same type of emphasis of excitement. I mean, the Lord's table is to remind us, hey, Jesus died for us. Look what he's doing. He's he's actually going to defeat sin and death. That's what there's a remembrance that, you know, that last day was everything was the last day. The disciples all sat together, had dinner together. And it was the last moment before he knew time was coming where this choice that God has made in the path that he has created and that the will he has on this was about to come into play. And we need to remember that his blood and his body was sent as a sacrifice to defeat sin and death. Does not mean death is in the physical, but it does mean death is in the eternal. Now, this is a beautiful time to be, you know, encouraging your family to understand the importance. You know, I, I'm, I'm actually going to be entitling this from death to life. Because you and I were dead in Christ before we knew Jesus, or dead in sin before we knew Jesus. And once we discovered who Christ was... We understood what it meant to follow him and to love him and to make him our savior. We've been given life and there should be change in you and I, we should be chasing after the Holy Spirit. We should be doing what the Lord wants us to do. We should be a good example of what Christ, like what we're supposed to be as Christ. So my hope is that we don't forget how important today is throughout the rest of the year. And every time we do the Lord's table, it should be just as important 
that we remember what Christ did. Because you and I are no longer bound by sin's enslavement. We are bound by the Spirit of the Lord. And we can choose to not sin because we are now more aware about it. I really hope you guys have a blessed day. I hope you enjoy spending time with your family. I hope this is encouraging. I hope this is uh, weird or like putting down because like I'm not putting down the idea of Easter by any means or Resurrection Day by any means. I want you to understand that there is an important picture and beauty of what's going on on Easter, Resurrection Day. Christ died for us and now he's rose again. You know, he has risen he is risen indeed. It has always been the one thing I was taught growing up. So remember that, because that's how the that's how the Christians used to greet each other. He is risen, and then the other person, if they're a Christian, would say he is risen indeed. Remember that this should be a part of your teaching to your kids, you know, part of who you are. As a Christian, as you talk to other men, talk to other people you work with, you know, when they ask you, you know, why is he just so important to you, you should be able to give such a response. So let's pray real quick. And I just want to wish you guys happy Easter, happy Resurrection Day. But let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you use it. I ask that it be a blessing. I ask that it just help us to remember the importance of today and remember the importance of the Lord's table every time we go and do it. I pray that churches start taking Lord's table even more serious about the, the value and beauty behind it and not just make it just be a, a thing part of the church. Like it's a commandment that you gave us to do and, and we need to do it in remembrance. But we need to also do it in understanding the importance of it. I pray, Lord, that today anybody, you know, who's celebrating, you know, your resurrection, Jesus, and that, you know, whether it's with family, friends, or events and activities, they remember the importance of why this is important. You know, sin has no longer have any capability of controlling us or enslaving us in this world because of what you have done. And we thank you for that. We praise your name for that. And I just want to thank you, Lord, for all that you do for each and every one of us and that you keep helping us to remind ourselves to always follow you and to always walk in your way. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you guys have a blessed day. I hope this will be an encouragement. I hope, you know, whatever this may be, I, I, just, I just know this is what God wanted me to talk about today. So I did. And i just looking forward to hear, you know, hearing from you guys. I thank you for all the people that have like responded on Facebook page. Um, I thank you for all the people who sent messages to me. It's just been so cool. It <clears throat> wasn't whatever I expected to happen, but it's been really neat. You know, it's okay to message me on face in the Facebook page. I will respond. And then two guys, make sure you share these podcasts or even any of the things I put on the page that that are intriguing to you because the more that you get out, you know, by sharing, the more people connected to the page, which then more people may look into the podcast. And trust me, my friends do tell me like my, my, my friend who makes uh, weapons did tell me that, um, our blades, he did tell me that one of you guys actually reached out to him. I thought that was so cool. Um, like if, like I said, guys, if you guys are interested on in any type of, you know, customized swords, blades or whatever, um, it's on, 
actually it's on the, I think linked to the podcast before this one. Um, I think I might have shared one of his stuff onto the page. So if you guys are interested, reach out to him. It does take time to make it. So if you want something before May or something like that, you need to you need to get ahead of the game. You can't think about it just a couple days before because he it takes time to make things. So make sure you reach out to him. But anyway, guys, I really hope you have a blessed day, and I look forward to this, this, uh, sharing next time. See you next time. God bless.